get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kylie. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to talk with our guy, Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and for The Athletic. We are now about 10 days away from some big-time dates for the Blues. JR, how you doing today, man? Doing well, boys. How you guys doing? Doing really well. So we're looking at, during the break at some of the big, significant uh, deadlines that are coming up. The expansion list is due on July 17th. And based on our understanding, if we're reading this correct, JR, there is then a freeze for trades between the 17th and the expansion draft, which takes place on the 21st. Does that mean we could maybe see some uh, some movement around the league over the next 10 days or so? Yeah, definitely, definitely possible uh, just to be up front, you know, coming back from vacation here. So I'm reaching out, making some phone calls, uh, trying to get in the loop on uh, some certain things, especially with the Blues, because this is going to be a big off season, And some things could happen, you know, I think around the league in the next 10 days. And could we see something happen with the Blues? I think Army is going to have to uh, make moves to prepare for lists that they're going to turn on in on the 17th, and it'll be uh, public at that point. Um, you know, we've taken a guess with the mock uh, protected list uh, the past couple months, and uh, you know those things could change based on some of the moves that teams like the Blues uh, make. But everything is upon us. Everything's here. The, the protected list on the 17th that'll be made public right away, and then you'll have the draft on the uh, 21st. You have the amateur draft coming up and free agency. So if you're a Blues fan, these next three or four weeks should uh, see some pretty good movement. It's so interesting, the situation that Doug Armstrong's in, JR. And BK and I were just talking during the commercial break. I mean, we were all on kind of an, under the assumption of what this protected list looks like. Defensively, unless there's a move to be made, it makes sense that it's going to be Pareko, Krug, and... Um... Falk, sorry. Yeah, thank you. And then, of course, the goaltending. It really comes down to the forwards. And if you're trying to read in between the lines, like if you protect Vladimir Tarasenko, then you would assume he's not going to be traded. But if you unprotect Vladdy, it's pretty safe to assume that he's not going to be a blue, correct? Well, I I think you could look at it both ways. I think a couple years ago, remember when Ryan Reeves was on the protected list. And at the time, you know, I was writing and I really, truly felt that they didn't have anybody like him in the system. So that was one of the reasons they wanted to hang on to him. And as it's out, one of the reasons, uh, the main reason Doug Armstrong wanted to hang on to him and protect him was because they had a trade kind of in place with Pittsburgh. At least uh, the Penguins were interested in acquiring Ryan Reeves. So is it a situation where there's ongoing talks with team or teams about Vladimir Tarasenko? If there are, and the trade is, uh, you know, not to the point where 
both sides are, are ready to make a trade, then perhaps you do protect him, you hang on to him, and you move him uh, after uh, the expansion draft. So, you know, I could see it uh, both ways uh, in your scenario there, Alex. What about with Jaden Schwartz? How, how do you think this is going to work for him? Well, that's a good question. And to me, in my last uh, mock list, I did not protect him because he's not signed. Um, that could change in the next 10 days. If you do get a Jaden Schwartz signed, then you obviously uh, protect him. If you if you don't have him signed, you can protect his rights. We've kind of spelled out the rules on that front. Uh, but if he's a, an unrestricted uh, free agent, the uh, Seattle Kraken will have an opportunity to negotiate with him for a couple of days. There's a 48-hour period there, and if they get a deal done, then he could be their pick. So there's a little bit of, you know, I don't want to say pressure, but uh, emphasis on the next 10 days in terms of the Blues trying to get shorts re-signed. But I don't think Doug Armstrong and the franchise is going to do something that they don't want to do just to get a deal done. I think we've talked that perhaps uh, his price range is in that 5 to $5.5 million range. And, you know, he's a guy approaching 30. So you would think that uh, it, it would be something in the three to five year uh, term. And if they can't find something with that, maybe they do leave him unprotected and let Seattle talk to him or, or at least take this thing to free agency. So a number of different ways it could go with Schwartz would be a big kind of storyline in any offseason, but it's even bigger with this uh, expansion draft this year. JR, how big of an offseason is this for Doug Armstrong and his time here in St. Louis? Yeah, I think it's good because some of the moves that have been made, we all know that, uh, Alex, after the Stanley Cup, things change, rosters evolve, you have to pay guys, um, sometimes pay them more than you would hope to pay them. After a Stanley Cup, Doug Armstrong said for years that, hey, make me have to pay you. I want to pay you. That means you're going to win a cup. And, and that's what the, the Blues did. And so they gave contracts to guys like uh, Braden Shen. And, and then, you know, you lose an Alex Petrangelo. Uh, you brought in a backup plan in Justin Falk. He's getting paid. Tory Krug got paid. Uh, so there's a lot of contracts on the books with a lot of term. And as we saw, that team didn't get the job done. So, you know, if these contracts that I'm talking about were two or three years, you know, that Doug Armstrong would approach this situation, okay, I need to make the team better, but I do have some flexibility in a couple of years. Well, you don't have that now. This is your team for the next four, five, six years, unless you make a significant change like trading a Tarasenko, like moving on from Jaden Schwartz and bringing somebody else in. So to me, it seems like every year we talk about this is a big offseason for Doug Armstrong, but to me, because there's so much term on the books and you kind of are what you are in, in terms of your nucleus for the next several years to me that's why it's such a big off season this year in particular because he's going to have to get creative with some of the moves he makes to make this team better knowing that there are some guys that he just can't move we're talking to jeremy rutherford here on 101 espn blues insider for 101 espn and the athletic follow him on twitter as well at jp rutherford jr i know i've seen it on twitter i'm sure we'll probably get some texts on this as well you saw last night the big the big goal from pat maroon he's a free agent in this upcoming offseason and i think we've talked about this in the past do you think he could potentially be a target for the Blues if they wanted to add some more depth? And, I mean, we've talked so much about going to the net. We saw it last night from Maroon. Is he somebody they could look at adding this offseason? 
I don't see it. I really don't for a couple of reasons. BK, if Doug Armstrong didn't think that Pat Maroon could kind of help them moving forward after the Stanley Cup year, and, and he was okay with saying, okay, that was a great swan song for, for Pat Maroon, we're going to go a different direction, I can't see him circling back uh, two years later. Now, obviously, Pat Maroon went and won two cups with Tampa Bay. Maybe that's something that could change somebody's mind. I don't see that in St. Louis. I think that Pat Maroon, hey, good for him. He's played well. He hasn't just been a bystander on that terrific team in Tampa Bay. He's helped them. We saw it last night with the big goal to tie that game uh, two to two. But to me, Pat Maroon's found a new home in Tampa. I would think that they'd want to figure out a way to, to keep him. And look, he, he hasn't made that much money in the past couple of years in terms of, you know, relatively speaking. So I think Tampa's going to find a way, uh, probably an inexpensive way to keep Pat Maroon. Jerry, you watch these two Stanley Cup final. Are these two teams in the Stanley Cup final and really the presence is coming from their bottom two lines. I mean, Tampa's having some success with guys that are playing on their third line and of course Pat Maroon scoring a goal. Montreal having the same effect with Corey Perry. You know, we do icebreaker questions, 10 of them in the offseason last couple of weeks and the one that we're going to talk about today is if the Blues bottom six group is good enough to compete for a cup again. Do you feel like this team is or do they need to do a little roster overhaul on the bottom six? No, I don't think they are right now at this point. And to be honest, you know, who who is their bottom six right now? Because of the injuries, we just didn't see them put anything together where you could kind of say, yeah, you know, I, I like that group. I like that line. I like that group of uh, six. Uh, we know the guys who probably make it up. Uh, Sunquist, if he's healthy, you like him in that bottom six. You know, is Robert Thomas ready to take that step uh, to the top six? We thought he was last year. It didn't work out because of injuries and he didn't perform. You know, can he anchor that third line? Is Tyler Bozak coming back? You know, I think you guys make a great point, and I know Randy's been beating that drum too, is that the Blues won uh, the Stanley Cup year, and, and big um, uh, reason for that was that fourth line. They played so well, third line too. And so that's what we're seeing in the Stanley Cup final. I think for the Blues to be able to play with the Colorados and the Vegases the next couple of years, they have to get more production out of some of those top six guys, the guys who are getting paid. But if they really want to compete with them and they really want to be you know, in the final four, They'd have to improve that bottom six. And, and so who's healthy, who's ready to take that next step. But I think they're going to have to go outside. You know, I just don't think whether it be the Zach Sanfords, the Sammy Blaze, some of these guys are, are, you know, good enough to contribute in the way the Blues need them to contribute. And that's scoring a bit, uh, but that's also playing the game the right way. And it's just not there every night. So I, I think they could use some veteran experience to come in and, and supplement that group of bottom six. Need to make a quick correction for myself. I misread Pat Murray's contract. I apologize. I thought he was a free agent this offseason. It is actually next offseason when he is a free agent, so that is my apologies. He will he'll probably not be a Blues offseason addition, considering he has one more year left on his deal. Maybe he would be a trade target, but certainly not an offseason free oh, agent yeah, they target. they updated it. That's why. That's my bad. Uh, no, BK, yeah, I think they, he left the Blues, and I think he signed that one-year deal with Tampa yep. Bay for 900000 and then that earned him a, yeah. a two-year deal. So, yeah, it won't be a free agent. But even if he were going to be a free agent this year or next year, you know, the point here is that I don't think the Blues would have interest. I think they've moved on. Jer, final question that I've got for you, kind of going off of what Alex just asked you, how do they upgrade that bottom six if they're also trying to go out there and acquire one, maybe even two top six left wingers? That just seems like a ton of overhaul to these forwards over this offseason. Is that going to be possible? Well, you know, you're right. They do need to upgrade that left wing position. And does it include Schwartz? Does it not include Schwartz? Is it one of the big fish, you know, like a, 
uh, a Landeskog or whomever on that left side where it would kind of limit uh, how much you'll be able to spend on the rest of the roster. You know, all those things come into play uh, for sure. But typically bottom six guys, you know, aren't all that expensive. And secondly, uh, if there's a hockey trade involved and you're moving out a guy, you know, you're losing cap space as, as you bring it in. So, um, you know, years ago when I tried to analyze, hey, what could Doug Armstrong possibly do uh, this offseason? Everything you kind of come up with, you, you look and you say, the money's just not going to work. But all it takes is a move here, a move there, you know, flip something around, turn something, make a trade that you didn't see, and all of a sudden uh, the money's there. So to me, the more difficult part for Doug is going to be upgrading that uh, left-wing position with shorts, without shorts, doing something, uh, even adding on the defense. You know, we've talked about some names on the left side of that defense. So I think those are going to be the harder things for Doug to do than potentially upgrade that uh, bottom set. JR, correction, we've talked about one name for that left side on defense, and his name's Jamie Alexiak. <laughs> Final thing before we get you out of here, JR. If there, is, if there is one thing that you're most curious about over the next week to 10 days, what is it? When you're making your calls, what, what's the number one thing you're like man i'm really curious to see how this goes it's vladimir tarasenko it really is and i'll be writing about this uh, at the athletic i would say in in relative due time here in terms of uh, what are they going to do with them i fully believe that uh, they're exploring and i believe that they're probably talking to teams and i'm interested to know what the interest in tarasenko is around the league i do think that the blues uh, would if they found the right fit and uh, in terms of also you know not just what they're getting back in the deal but how much salary would they have to retain in a deal for Vladimir Tarasenko you know I think it could free up some money for them to do some other things and, and I think they would be fine with parting with Vladimir Tarasenko so I think even above Schwartz even above the expansion draft what is the future of Vladimir Tarasenko in St. Louis I don't know that we'll find that out in the next 10 days but I, I think you know, there's a good chance we could see something with that this summer. JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. Hope you had a fantastic holiday weekend. Hope you enjoyed your vacation as well. We'll talk with you again soon, my man. Yep, thanks, guys.